know that's right. Now, every time I hear that song, every, all the lyrics in that song is right and true. You, you want to have a talk with somebody. Don't even, don't even talk to yourself, you know. Talk, talk to Jesus. Don't talk to your best, your BTF and, and, and all them people, your running partner. You need to talk to Jesus, and he'll make it all right. I, I want to thank Brother Rodney for leading us in song service and Brother Matt for reading the scripture text and for you for being here, taking our time out of your day to continue to worship the great God of heaven. In the text that was read into your hearing in Psalms 78, beginning at verse 1, I'll read it again just for emphasis sake. And it reads, Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words, words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers has told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generations to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers, that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children that they might set their hopes in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments and, and might not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their hearts aright and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. The psalmist had a lot to say here. And see, each generation is a guide for the one that's following it. I, I, I often say when, when we go through something and we go through it successfully, then that makes us a tour guide for those people coming along behind us. See, and, and, and what he's saying here, you know, each generation going before the other one, and with those that's following them, we should feel the responsibility to help those who are following us as they come along. See, we were helped. We, we are the present-day church. They are the church of the future. We have been helped by previous generations. So what are we doing for the generations to come after us? Are we passing on to them those things that's going to be most needful for them in the future. I, I, I attest that the reason why we have generations after us that's so messed up is because we, we dropped the baton. We, we didn't pass certain things back to them. And, and I just know it to be true. I've heard them say it. and I didn't need them to say it to know that it was true. We, we just didn't... We, 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 we reached back with the baton 
and, and we hit something, and, and we just thought it was their hand, and, 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 and we just let go. And, and for some of us, we, even when we looked back and saw that it hit their hand and we turned away, you know, we, after it hit their hand, they did like this. And so so that, that didn't mean anything for them. And, and it was cer- certain values that were passed to us that we didn't pass to the generation behind us. And we can see the difference in that now. We can see how... We might not have welcomed that whipping that we got when we, when we showed out coming up. But it didn't kill us. And, 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 and we, we look back at it now, and we are much better for having had that thing. Because that was the thing that might have turned us from the path of evil and might have kept us out of jail and also kept us alive. There's so many people that d- d- didn't have those boundaries in their lives and they're not here now to, te- to talk about it. See, so, so we, we got to be doing, passing those things back to the generation behind us. I, I want to talk from the subject, helping the next generation. Helping the next generation. Now, see, the psalmist starts off by announcing that this is a psalm of instruction. And, and if we do not receive the instruction, then it's going to be our own fault. See, the first thing he wants us to know is that we need to remember the truth. See, he says, give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. And, and see, when, when you listen to this, this is not the psalmist talking, but he's talking in the stead of God. God, because, I mean, the, the, he, the people are not his people. They're God's people. Yeah. This is God's spokesman bringing his word. He said, I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known in our father's have told us. See, sometimes when God puts his word in the mouth of his messenger, it is to be taken as law, whether it comes through direct command or examples from the past. See, he can just tell us, remember those things that happened before? Well, then you need to remember and learn from those things and not, not follow in their footsteps. See, mankind will have no problem lending their ears to listening to TV, to some eloquent speaker, or perhaps some music concert, or, or their iPods or whatever they have in, in their ears. But, but how much more should the people of God give their ears to hear and their heart to obey his word that, that was meant, and see, and that's what he means by incline your ear. To, to my instructions. I, 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 we talked about this in the Thursday morning class. See, that inclining your ear, it, it would be an example of if, if y'all went down Moe's or one of them expensive restaurants down in a harbor and you happen to be sitting there, Warren Buffett and Bill Gates come in there and they're sitting over at the table next to you and they're talking loud and, 
And, and Warren Buffett tells Bill Gates, he said, look, Bill, I, I, I'm going to give you some information that if you follow this information, you're going to make so much money that your great-great-great-grandchildren won't be able to spend all this money. Now, this is what you need to do. Now, see, once we hear that, see, we, we're going to be, we, we, were, we were sitting like this before. But when he said, just pay attention to what I'm getting ready to tell you, Bill, now we're we we, we we about to fall out our chair because we're inclining our ear to what's being told. And, and see, and inclining your ear just doesn't mean that you're hearing what somebody is saying, but you are hearing with, with the, 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 you have it in mind to apply what you're hearing. Okay, see, it's just not overhearing, eavesdropping on somebody's conversation. Okay, see, I'm listening because I'm listening to apply this immediately in my life. And that's what God is talking about. He said, I, I need you to incline your ear to my sayings. See, also, the, the psalmist calls us to remember the dark sayings of old. Not, not because they are hard to be understood. These dark sayings wasn't something that you couldn't understand, but because they were so great and, and greatly to be admired and should be carefully looked into. He's saying, look, these are, these are wise sayings of old. See, see, and the thing about these dark sayings, they were... We, we understood them through repetition and as time went on. See, some of these things we didn't understand when we was hearing it before. When, when our parents said, see, I'm telling you, what goes around comes around, you know. We, yeah, okay, all right. Well, see, they, they told us that we didn't understand that. But now we know that to mean sowing and reaping. You know, whatever you sow, you're going to reap. And, and, and we heard, we, we could fill books up, pages of, of those sayings that was told us at that time that we just didn't understand them at that time. But now we, we know a little bit more about what they mean and, and, and the value they, they uh, were trying to pass on to us in, in life. See, in verse 3, he says, These dark sayings which you have heard and known, and our fathers had told us. See, there was a lot of things that they told us that we just didn't, didn't pay attention or didn't grasp it at that time. See, it has always been since the days of old the obligation of the recipients of truth to pass it on to the next generation. See, this was the way God operated. Back in Deuteronomy in the sixth chapter, y'all know uh, about that. See, God was always working with Israel in a way where whenever uh, he, he, he always had them doing memorials to remind the next generation of how he worked with, with a particular generation. See, when, when he said make a memorial here, of this event in your life so that when the next generation sees that and say, what is that there for? And now you can tell them this is how God worked in our lives at that particular time. So in Deuteronomy, in the sixth chapter, see, he tells us to teach 
teach their children. Teach them as you sit, sit around with them. Teach them as you're walking with them. Teach them when you're lying down, when they're about to go to bed. And I want you to teach it to them as they rise and up. See, this was to be done every day, all day long as, as they were bringing up their, their kids. And see, not only that, Paul, Paul's instruction to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and, and verse 6, he says, if, if thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister or servant of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained. He's saying, look, the things that you've learned, Timothy, you need to pass that on to others that's coming along. And don't be, don't be afraid to repeat it every once in a while. See, we, we, if, if I was telling you, uh, I, I preached this sermon uh, back in January. It's, uh, a few of them would be getting up off the back rows probably, le leaving out this. I don't want to hear this. I don't want to hear this again, you know. But, but see, we, we only need to know about, about Noah and, 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 and his preaching, you know. And, and with all that preaching he did, only his family, only eight souls paid attention to that lesson. Amen? I, I know it, it, the, the neighborhood was sick and tired of him preaching about this rain that was coming, you know, something that they never seen before. That old crazy drunken Noah over there building a, a boat. Where are you going to drive it at? Where is he going to float it at, you know? And, and they didn't want to hear that, but I, I bet they wanted to hear it once they felt that rain coming down. See, see, we, we, we get tired and we think that because I've heard that before, I don't need to hear it. Again, but we know Christianity is a taught religion. See, we got to hear it over and over again. I don't know how many times that I've had what I thought was the gist of a, a passage or term in the Bible. And then years later, months, days, years later, I hear it another way in just a Bible class where somebody just comments about a term and all of a sudden the light bulb comes on and I say, that's what. That's what that means. All this time I've been thinking, and, and you just need to hear it a, another way. So, so we need to be passing those things on to our kids, as, as, as uh, uh, Paul told Timothy. See, you know, I, uh, every once in a while I, I get some of the younger guys, the future church, you know, they might come to me. And one came to me uh, a little while ago, and, and he said, you know, I see different things happening around here, and I, I want to know, uh, I'd like to do what he does or what that one does, and, 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 and I'd like to do what you do, you know. And I say, what do you mean what I do? You, see, you know, on, on Sundays when you read and, 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 and you, you do the announcements, and he said, how, how do I get to do that? And, and I, I asked him, well, why are you interested in doing that, first of all? You know, do, do you do you want to be up front because you, you got a new suit? You want to show it off, or, or you you want you want the ladies to see your your physique, or, 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 or what? What's your purpose of, of wanting to be, you know, in front? You know, and and, and he said, well, I, I I just like it, and I want to do that. And I tell him, I say, well, first of all, I said I didn't I wasn't picked to do this. I said, way back when we were 
growing in Christ and I saw a need that needed to be filled and I just filled it. That, that, that's how it happens. I say, but for you, if you, you want to make it to one of those positions that you're looking at, I say, start off by being faithful. I say, that's, that's, what, that's what Paul told Timothy. And, and I call it room 222. He, he, in 2 Timothy, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, and now I got, now I got to get the verse. 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy 2, uh, and, and verse number 2, okay. He says, and the things that thou hast heard among me, heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. So I said, if you want things committed to you, first of all, you got to be faithful. Because he didn't say just committed to anybody. He said committed to faithful men who will be able to teach. See, it's because faithful men were committed these things that it got down to us. And I'm so glad for people that are, are diligent about their walk and, and faithful to the Lord's work. When, see, when you're faithful, the work will find you. You don't have to look for it. it it'll, it'll find you. you. You'll be doing the job already, and then you'll just be ushered in to, to officially do it. See, preachers, preachers should not be teaching any new revelations. See, nor should Christians believe or practice any new revelations. See, y'all remember the Athenians in, in Acts, the 17th chapter, and, and it was said of them in, in, in Acts uh, uh, 17, it, it says, in 17 and 21, it says, for the Athenians, for all the Athenians and strangers which were there, spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear some new thing. See, and, and we all know that if it's new, it ain't true. And if it's true, it ain't new. So when somebody come to you with this new doctrine, then you, you tell them, I, I'd rather not. I, I, I already have the sayings of old, and they're good enough for me. So we got to watch when somebody comes with this, I got something new. God told me something new to tell you. Uh, and, and, and I've had a few lately to tell me that. And uh, I just pray that they have an honest heart when they continue to read God's, read God's word and find out that the printer press has stopped. The on, only way that God's going to tell you something now, he's not giving it to you through inspiration. You got to get it by perspiration through reading his word. So, so we, 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 we leave those new revelations alone. And, and then the second point is we, we got to reveal the truth. In verse, going back to our text, in verses 4 through 6, it reads, We will not hide them from their children, showing to them, showing to the generation to come, the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. For he established a testimony in Jacob 
and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make known to their children. We were just talking about that, talking about that in Deuteronomy, what they were both to make known. He said that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born who should arise and declare them to their children. He's talking about us teaching our children, the children teaching their children, the children's children teaching their children. It, it, it's supposed to be passed on down. See, the reason for revealing the truth is in verse number six. He says, we, I want you to reveal the truth that the generations to come might know them and be able to pass it down to their children and grandchildren. That's, that's why we, we are to give the truth to them. See, because no, no matter how much we teach them, one day they're going to come to the fork in the road where a decision will have to be made. See, and if we don't give our children God's truth, all of them are going to come to a fork. I'm telling you that now. Not, it's not if they're going to come. It's when they come to the fork. And when they come to that fork where, where they have the narrow road on the right and they have Broadway on the left, and Broadway's going to be shining. They're going to see the neon lights and, and, and everything going to look good on Broadway. They know they can have it their way on Broadway. And, 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 and it's going to have an attraction to them. They're going to be pulled towards that way. And then when they start down that way, and as they go down there, different things start happening to them. Just like the prodigal son. They go through that prodigal son walk. And when they get down there and the things start happening, if we haven't put this in them, see, they're they going to just think they're having bad luck. What? What, 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 uh, what sign is the, is the moon in and the sun in right now? I better check my horoscope because something ain't right now, you know. So, and, and, and then when things are not working with them, with the people that they're around, they just say, they'll say they, they hating on me, you know, and, and all, making up all these excuses because they've ventured down the wrong road. But when we, when we put this in them and we give them an alternative. See, then they can think within themselves, wait a minute. I was shown two different paths. I was taught two different paths. And when I came to that fork and I took that road to the left, Broadway, I think I might have made the wrong turn then. Let me go back to that fork and try that other road. But see, you can only do that if you've been given the alternative. See, if you haven't been given that alternative, you'll keep on going down that same road thinking it's going to get better later on. But it's not meant to get better. See, Satan, Satan have uh, uh, steered you down the wrong road. And, and, and he, he, he's praying. See, see Satan, Satan doesn't mind all of you being here tonight. He don't even mind the ones that's halfway sleepy right now. That's just barely hearing, hearing me, right? You know, he said, he, see, and even the ones that's awake and hearing everything I, I'm saying, see, see, he ain't even worried about you, you know. See, see, but see, he gets worried when you take these things and you pass them on. 
See, that's what he don't want. He doesn't want you to apply them, nor do he want you to take them on, okay? See, you can sit here and amen all you want. You can be the loudest amen here. Just don't do nothing with it, okay? That's, that's, that's what he feels. He's he, he not bothered by your, your amens and, and, and all this, but he is bothered when you pass this on or when you make application to your lives. See, that's what he doesn't want. See, our duty is to pass these things on to the future church. It is the duty of the church to maintain every means for the religious education of the young in our presence because in them we look for the church of the future and as we sow towards them, so shall we reap. We don't sow anything, we won't reap anything. See, we, I, we, we don't know what the church is going to look like if we don't sow this in them. I, I guarantee that. But we have a God that's not going to let, regardless of our inability to do what we're supposed to do, he's not going to let it go that way. He's, he's still got a few faithful out there that will, will bring the truth in like it's supposed to be. See, we are to be showing generations to come the praises the strength, and the wonderful works God has done. But some things are more or less caught rather than taught. See, we, we, see, our children should see us. This, this is what it said in, in the verse here. He says that the generations to come might know them. See, in, in fact, let, let's go back to five. Five says, for he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make known to their children. See, if they never, our kids never hear us talking about God, see us worshiping God, then see, they, they, even though we never sit down and, and teach them this, they're going to catch that from us. Amen. Amen. I, you, you, they, they, I thank you for saying amen. They, maybe they're thinking about it, you know. They, 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 they act like they didn't hear what I said. See, we are to be showing these generations, as I say, the praises, the strength of what God has been doing in our lives. Do your, do your children see you praising God for his wonderful works? Do, do they see, um, see you thanking God for what he's done in your life, even up to this very hour? Do they see you relying on his strength to make it through another day? Or do they hear you saying what you're going to do all the, all the time? See, some people's allegiance to God is a result of our outward demonstration of our love of the truth. See, if they don't see us loving the truth, then it's going to be mighty hard to get somebody else to love something that you show little interest in. We, we have to be aware of that when we're around people. See, the third and last point is the results of truth. In verse 7 and 8, he says, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments and might not be as their fathers a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart aright and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. See, that's saying a lot about 
those ancestors. See, if, if they wasn't right, and, and see, I, I would submit that that's a little dropping of the baton as well because they were supposed to have been showing them. Like I said, even when they wasn't teaching them, they were supposed to have been teaching them by their, their action and their, their, uh, their lifestyle. See, the truth, when, when, when people see the truth, the truth gives birth to hope. It's, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of people out here that's not operating in the truth, not operating in the Bible. And it's a lot of hopeless people in this world. That's why you see people killing each other, double homicides, and, 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 and the, the man loses his job, and he goes home and kills his family because he lost his job and then find out later on that they gave him another position after he had killed his family. So, I mean, this kind of craziness. If, if, see, if you wasn't trusting God for the job you had, you're definitely not going to trust him for the next one. See, and, and, and that's a shame if we as Christians are in despair when, and there's nothing wrong with being a little concerned if, if you lose your job and, and you're looking for the next one. But see, when, when you understand your God that you serve him, See, sometimes he'll let you get down to nothing because he's up to something. And, and if, if he always lets you see what he's doing, see, then you, your confidence would be in you. You say, oh, I, I, I know all these degrees I got. I know somebody's going to give me a, another job. I, I'm going to have a job in, in, in probably a week, okay? And, and we know it's a whole lot of degree-having people out here that have take, taken menial jobs because they, that's, it wasn't their time. They couldn't get it. They didn't have a God working for them like we do. See, see, and, and as I said, the truth gives birth to hope. I, I, I need only to think about what John 8, 32 says. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. See, and, and it's not, I, I had to tell some folks, see, that doesn't say that, just having the truth will make you free. That's not what it's saying. This is truth right here. See, I, you can, I can walk around with this. Every time you see me, I can walk around with this. I can have a fanny pack with it right here or, or a backpack with it right here. I can sleep with it at night, you know, on, on here. And, and that won't do nothing for freeing me up. Because he said, you shall know the truth. So it's known truth that will make you free. If you don't know it, then it's not going to free you up, depending on how much you know. Or if all you know is Jesus wept, then that's, <laughs> I wish you luck on that, okay, being freed up with, with, with just that. See, and, and, and the more we know and the more we apply to our lives, the freer we're going to be, free from those prisons that we put ourselves in sometimes, those mental prisons that we put and allow ourselves to be in. So those who really know the name of the Lord will set their hopes in him. And to help them, they may be led to do so. Spiritual teaching is the method that's used to help people to put their hope into God. See, if all you come to is worship service, you say, okay, well, Right now, when I started, I was a dew drop in, and, and, I, and I came every once in a while to service. I, I would come at least two times out the month. I, I would come to service. 
And, and, and then Brother Rodney got in my ear and tried to make me commit to more. And, and, and from him talking to me, I said, all right, well, just to shut him up, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a determined that, okay, it's three services in a day. I'm only coming to one, but, but, but I'm going to commit to come to at least one every week. So, so next week, so the next month, I'm committing to coming to, if it's four weeks in that month, I'm coming at least four times, okay, where I was only coming twice, okay. So I'm coming for the weeks that, the months that have five weeks, I'm coming five. I'm, I'm committing to that, okay. And you know what? I can do that for a good little while. I say I do that for six months, and I'll be picking up some things. I, it, it might make a change in my life, because I'll be hearing sermons here and there, picking up hors d'oeuvres from the pulpit. And, 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 but see, see, even though I made the commitment to hearing the word more, see, I'm not getting discipled, though. See, I, I need to add something to that. I, I, I need to add a class to that, see, because... Just, just that, 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 that hearing the word from the pulpit, see, he's saying stuff up there that I'm still confused about. And I, I want to ask and say, preacher, right, stay right there or break that down for me. And I can't do that then. So, so I got to come to class so I can get answers to those questions that I had. So, so I got I to gotta step it up to the next level and I got to add a class along with that worship that I committed to. And, and once I start doing that, I, uh, the scriptures just tell me I'm being discipled then. See, up till then, I can make, I could come all three services on Sunday and, and no Bible study in there, and I'm, I'm really not getting discipled, not like I, I need to be. So, so, so we have to make that commitment that once we start getting into the truth and once we allow spiritual teaching to move us to the never, never level, then we'll get better. See, see, truth will stir our hearts to do a little bit more. And, 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 and my last point is this. The truth promotes a steadfast spirit. See, that's what he says in 8. He says, and might not be as their fathers a stubborn and rebellious generation a generation that set not their heart aright and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. See, I love how God's word gives us examples and teaches us. See, it's telling us not to be like this. They didn't set their hearts right. They wasn't steadfast. He called them a stubborn and rebellious generation. If you don't want to be that, do the opposite of what they did. Okay, I got to give myself more to see they are told not to be as their fathers were those that have descended from ungodly ancestors. And that's anybody back then or now ungodly ancestors. If they will but consider the word and works of God, they will see reason enough not to tread in those steps of the of the past. See, their fathers did indeed profess relationship to God, but they did not set their hearts aright. My last point is mankind must keep their hearts with all diligence if they, are, if they want their lives directed according to God's precepts. See, you just can't run this thing any kind of way. I'm, I'm on this week because I heard a sermon that pricked me and 
So I'm going to come out next week to Wednesday night Bible study along with my two services that I'm coming to. But the following week, I'm going to be back off again, you know. I, see, I, you, you, you won't get it like that. You, you, the, the scriptures teach us to be diligent. I, I, I like what Second Peter, uh, uh, the first chapter, and, and, and verse number 5 through 11 talks about. See, it, it starts off with diligence. Say, you want to make your calling and election sure? Be diligent in the beginning and be diligent at the end, and you're going to get all those blessings in between there. But it, but it takes diligence. And if we, if we understand the lesson that he was saying in here about sowing and reaping, see, if we want better, then we got to plant better. We plant better than we can have the crop that we want to, want to get. So we, we got to do our part with helping the next generation. If you're here and you don't have children, then help, some, help somebody else's children. Be a, be a big brother, big sister. Be an influence, a good influence on them. That's how, that's how we do it. As we said in the past, it took a whole village to raise uh, 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 children. So we, we want to we wanna be that same way, helping one another to, to stay on, on track and, and do those things that's going to bless our lives. I'm done. I'm done. And maybe if you're here and you haven't obeyed, the gospel, then it starts by, first of all, hearing God's word, believing his word, making up your mind. I, I've been doing this the wrong way. If you've been doing it the wrong way, I need to repent. I need to try something new. That's called repentance. When you're ready to do that, God's waiting right there for you to help you to turn around and do it the right way. Once, once you do that, confess the sweetest name on mortal tongue that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and be willing to be baptized for remission of your sins. That puts you in line for all the help that you would ever need for eternity. And then live faithfully until death. He said, I'll give you a crown of life. Brother Rodney is going to lead us in the song. Let us stand as we sing the hymn of invitation. <laughs>